Welcome to the Messiah Sons and Daughters podcast. I'm your host, Kayla Good, and this episode is part one of a new series that we're doing here at the Messiah Sons and Daughters called Black Lives Matter. Now, this is in honor and um, just in, in recognition of what is happening currently in our world right now and what has been happening over the past several and years and decades And um, so today I have here with me a a very special guest. Um, She's a dear friend of mine. I met her at a youth retreat um, and we're just going to have a talk today. Um, I know I've I haven't really been um, as active recently um, because I've just been um, taking some time off to just kind of listen and to kind of just learn and talk with those um, who I'm close with who are, um, you know, different than I am, you know, my brothers and sisters that I've grown up with, um, you know, some friends from church and things like that. And, um, you know, I just, I really had to just, um, you know, sit um, before I can, I can say something. And so, um, you know, after a couple of weeks, um, seeing the, um, the tragic, and um, devastating things that have been happening and that are being posted on social media. Um, you know, I my heart goes out to the family and friends of, of George Floyd and Breonna Taylor, um, you know, Ahmaud Arbery, so many other innocent black men and women um, who have lost their lives as a result of the systemic racism that exists in our world today and has existed for over the past several years. Um, I just want um, everyone to know who's listening that, um, you know, no matter what background you're from, no matter what culture um, you belong to, or um, no matter what race that you are, um, that that I I see you and I hear you and that you matter um, and that I am standing with you in this fight um, for justice, for healing, um, because it's not an easy battle. And so that's just, um, that's what we're going to talk about today. But, um, without further ado, I just want to introduce my friend Layla Smith. Say, hey girl. (laughs) Hi. (laughs) My name is Layla. I am a junior, just to give you guys a little background, I'm a junior in high school. Um, and I am, I am African-American woman, you could say. And here I'm just here to talk about um, what is going on and really just give you guys an insight of what's happening, my opinion on it, and all that good stuff. So yeah, I'm excited. Yeah, I'm I'm so excited. And Layla, it's such an honor to have you um, on today. I know um, this past Wednesday or Thursday, I think it was last week, um, Layla, um, some other close friends of mine, um, we all just kind of sat down through a Zoom call because, you know, the virus is still happening and whatnot. Um, so we just kind of sat down and we we had a, a such a powerful moment together. And I think that that's what it's all about right now in these times that God wants us to really have a moment where, um, you know, we, we don't let this moment pass by. Um, because, you know, just um, seeing everything that's happening on the media, it can be portrayed as a certain way. 
And, um, and I really don't think that this is just a movement, you know, I think that this is a moment that, you know, we, we can't miss. Um, and I, I, I saw, uh, I saw someone say something on, um, I think it was on Instagram or something. And they said that the tide is shifting. And I thought, what, what a powerful way to kind of describe that. I don't know. How do you feel about that, Layla? Like, have you been kind of, um, feeling that same way or like what's what's going on um yeah Mm -hmm. so I definitely feel that I feel that a change is coming Mm -hmm. something is coming and you know I've seen so much progress through what has been happening right now um five years ago we had to protest again over again another life being lost and and it, and it was like okay we protested it felt like nothing happened yeah. but we're doing it again and now it's even bigger and it's not just here in america that we're protesting like it was five years ago now it's worldwide we have people in france we have people in england we have people all around the world protesting with us and it's that bond and I could feel and definitely mm. like what that person said the tide is shifting there is a shift there is a more bond there's a bigger bond with not just over fighting for black lives matter but fighting for rights all around mm-hmm. and that's people worldwide so the love is there and I can feel it so I definitely agree with that yeah so yeah Mm-hmm. that's so good and I think like um um the other day actually I, I think it was um I'm not sure what day these days are like all just like mixing together in quarantine mm-hmm. but I, I think it was actually Sunday um I was um hanging out with my mentor and we were just kind of um we were in Allentown Pennsylvania and that's kind of a more um it's it's basically the city area it's kind of like Jersey City, um, you know, New York, because where I live now, I live in more of like a suburban area, kind of um, completely different from what I'm used to. But, um, you know, I was out there the other day and I um, I heard chanting and that was my first ever time seeing a peaceful protest in person. And I just got so emotional. We both got so emotional, my mentor and I, because um, it was just so powerful. And, um, you know, I I just really feel like in this time that, you know, as because I'm not I'm not African-American. I I'm you know, I'm I'm mixed. I'm considered as Caucasian and Hispanic and you know, um, not, not that that matters, but, um, you know, I don't know what it feels like to be judged for the color by the color of my skin. I don't know what it feels like because I've, you know, growing up, I've had certain privileges that, you know, my other brothers and sisters haven't had. And I think that, you know, realizing that and recognizing that is something that, you know, we we really need to talk about today in in our nation because you know um i just feel like when i was younger i didn't i didn't know about white privilege until now and now that i recognize it my um my perspective has kind of shifted and you know i saw something the other day um that it said um 
you know, for for us believers to say all lives matter in a response to black lives matter, it's like saying, you know, um, that the one sheep that ran away from the 99 didn't matter, you know, and and we need to we need to focus on the one right now. We need to focus on, you know, the fact that, you know, all lives cannot matter until black lives matter you know and um but yeah I I don't know I don't know what what do you think about that Layla like what are your thoughts what are some feelings that you're having um you know do you think that those are some real things that are some issues that you know that we really don't speak about today or um I don't know what do you think well yeah well speaking from the people who say well all lives matter or blue lives matter, which is like saying, you know, police lives matter. Well, I feel like when you start to say that, it's you're not understanding what Black Lives Matter is. Because I feel like if you knew what the movement was about, mm-hmm. you understood it, then, you know, there would be no reason to say all lives matter. Because when we say Black Lives Matter, some people think we're saying that only Black Lives Matter, nobody else does. No, we're saying Black Lives Matter because we are in danger. We are viewed as criminals. We are viewed as a danger to others. We are viewed as a threat. And we're viewed as a target. Hmm. And it's and it's been happening ever for years for years we've been portrayed in a negative view and you know the black lives matter is a spiritual matter that expands it expands beyond the issues of race and class you know what i mean it it really it's beyond just saying black lives matter it's more like a spiritual matter it's a heart matter because people who you know, the policemen who've been shooting and killing black men, black women, just black people in general, it's that hatred in the heart and it's not understanding us and it's not getting to know us and it's really just, it's racism. Yeah. And it's the way we've been, it's the way they've been taught. Racism is taught. You're not born with racism, it's taught. And, you know, um, all the all these choices and issues are influenced by how we see ourselves and others as spiritual beings. So um, let me just read this. It's um, Luke 4, 18 to 19. Jesus said, the spirit of the Lord is upon me because the Lord has anointed me. He has sent me to preach good news to the poor, to proclaim release to the prisoners, the recovery of sight to the blind, to liberate the oppressed, and to claim the year of the Lord's favor. And that the line where it just says, to liberate the oppressed. Black people are oppressed. Yeah. We've been oppressed. We were forced to come here through slavery. We've been here. We built here. And now we're here and people are saying, well, you feel that you're oppressed. You can leave. And it's like we've 
had to come here. Some people don't come here because they want to. They come. People don't just come here because it's a choice. They come here because they have to, because they need opportunities. And, I mean, we're just says to liberate the oppressed. That's why I feel like the tide is shifting. We want to be liberated. That's why we're fighting for justice. We're fighting for what's right. And people who say um, all lives matter, it's like saying, well, one house is burning down and another house is perfectly fine. And the firefighters are coming to take out one house that's burning, but then the neighbor next door is like, what about my house? Mm -hmm. But your house is not burning, right? One house is burning. We need to take care of that house that's burning first. Because right now we are being oppressed. And, you know, I'm ready for change. I'm ready for justice. And I'm just ready for, you know, just overall change because, you know, and I'm going to keep saying it again and again, you know, racism is taught. So we also need to heal those mm-hmm. who need to be healed, you know, because, you know, Black Lives Matter is a movement that's also a spiritual matter. People just think it's an issue of race and class. It's also a spiritual matter. It's a heart matter as well. People need to be healed. People who've been affected by this, black people who've been affected by this are hurt. Yeah. We're angry, which leads to why there are riots. People who are hurt and are not well and are racist also need healing. It has to come hand in hand. There needs to be healing in all of this. And that's just my quick opinion on that. But I definitely feel that I don't think anyone has said this, but the Black Lives Matter movement is also a spiritual matter. It's a spiritual matter. You understand? So, yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. I I love that you said that Black Lives Matter is not just a movement, but it's a spiritual matter. Um, You couldn't have said it any better, girl, because that is just so true. I mean, it even says in Ephesians chapter three, I believe that the, you know, um, the weapons that, that we're not fighting against flesh and blood, but we're fighting against, you know, spiritual principalities and rulers of the darkness of this world. And that's just so timely for today because, you know, like you said, racism is taught. So there's roots behind hatred. There's roots behind racism. And, you know, if we're not addressing the roots and we're addressing only the symptoms, we're not going to get that far. And and so that's why, um, you know, I think that it's just so key that we really not only listen to each other during this time because, you know, we have to be quick to listen and slow to speak. And I know, you know, I, I don't fully practice that in my life sometimes because, you know, we all have something to say, but sometimes we just... We just fail to listen to each other. And I think that that's what, you know, we really we really need to be doing that more often because the more that we listen, the more that the walls are broken down, you know. Um, and I just really think that some people are genuinely hurt, you know, um, not only the black community, but, you know, the those who are racist as well. They probably have wounds from their childhood 
and they they just need to forgive you know i mean if we look at you know even those who have hates in their heart if we look at them through the eyes of jesus they if they don't they're not just a racist but they're they're someone that's hurting as well and you know not to um not to be desensitive about it but to say that that we do need healing that there that there needs to be reconciliation and there needs to be unity and um you know i i just i can i can feel and i can you know uh witness the heaviness and the the hurt in in our people in our brothers and sisters and um you know I I still don't know fully what to say. I, I still don't know what to say or how to say right now. But, um, you know, but all that, that God is telling me to do is to just listen and to just, you know, ask, you know, hey, how are you doing? What do you think about this? How are you feeling about this? Because, you know, you're right. Like, people are suffering. Right. And, um, you know, as as a believer, as a a daughter and a son of the Most High King, you know, we are to carry and we are to partake in those who are suffering. And and so if you're suffering, so am I. That's That's what it's all about. Because if you look at it this way, you know, the body of Christ, we're all one. We're one body. There's no division. Just because someone, just because, okay, just because if you look at, you know, the structure of a body, right? The hand and the arm, I mean, the hand and the foot, okay? I'm so, <laughs> I can't think. The hand and the foot, just because they're two different parts does not mean that they're divided. They're unified because they're a part of the same body. So I, I think that that's the perspective that we need to have is that, you know, we're different parts, but we're of the same body. And in um, in Galatians, I believe it's uh, Galatians 3.28. Um, I want to read this. Let me just find it. Um, but when I read this a couple of weeks ago, I was just so... Um, you know, so impacted because of, of, you know, how clear that God was when, when he said this. Um, and, and he says that faith in Christ Jesus is what makes each of you equal with each other. Whether you are a Jew or a Greek, whether you're, and I'm just adding this, whether you're black or white, Hispanic, Native American, whether you're Christian, whether you're you know, Muslim or whether you're a vegan or a vegetarian, a slave or a free person, a democratic, a republican, a man or a woman, all the categories. So if you belong to Christ, you, um, yeah, it says, let me look at it in a different translation because, um, Okay, yeah, it says, there is neither Jew nor Greek. This is the ESV version. Um, There's neither slave nor free. There's no male or female, for you are all in one in Christ Jesus. And then um, another translation, it says that 
there's no separation for you are all in one. And I think that that's what we need to get, not just in our heads, but in our hearts. Because there's some Christians that have racism deep, deep down. They have the roots. And, you know, we we need to talk about it because it happens even in the church. Um, And not only that, but it, it was built in the systems. Like the systems were not built for people who were different than the ones who created the systems. You know, the the systems weren't built for, you know, people who were from different backgrounds, you know, African-American. It's so true. Um, T.D. Jakes, he said that his iPhone can't even recognize him because the phone wasn't even built to recognize people who were who were black. Um, and not only that, but I saw something, I saw something earlier and it said that, um, you know, if, if you go into the hair aisles of the store, listen to this because this just really, you know, it, it's our reality. You know, there's a different section for women who have natural hair and then there's a section for hair. Why? Why are there two different, you know, categories? Mm-hmm. We we all have hair. We all, you know, right. our our hair is beautiful. Your hair is beautiful. My hair is beautiful, you know. But but that's not the issue here. Why, you know, why is there division even in the systems? I mean, it's always been like that, but I, I just feel like we, we've just been passing by it and just, you know, not even recognizing it and, you know, um god is really he's really peeling back the scales off of our eyes um because people have not seen it for so long um but but i don't know what do you think about that layla like have you have you been learning some new information lately that you're just kind of caught off guard or or something that you always knew was there but you're but you're just um you know hoping that others would see it yeah, so, um, always, there's always been a division with, you know, blacks and whites. We all know it's ever since such a, um, segregation, but, um, even in schools, I saw it at my school. My elementary school was mostly white, and I felt separated, but no, I was like, well, maybe it's not what I think it is. Hmm. And then later I found out it is what I thought it was. And I, I, they kept pulling me out of class. And I noticed the only people that got pulled out of class were people who looked like me. Wow. The one Hispanic that was in that class, he got kicked out. Every person of color got kicked out. And, you know, also the way we are portrayed um, not just in America, but worldwide. I mean, even in movies, we um, black women are portrayed as mean, angry, um, in need of power, um, always angry. And, you know, I think that's also why people fear us. Because, you know, we're viewed as dangerous, we're viewed as angry criminals, and... In movies, I mean, on the news, if you just look on the news, there's nothing positive. Yeah. Nothing positive about a black person. Nothing. 
or if it is positive, they'll twist it. Like for example, this um, this boy he um, got a really good scholarship, and he ends up getting into a bunch of Ivy leagues. He was very blessed, and instead of them, you know, focusing on his success, they focused on where he came from, hmm. um, his struggles, um, him. They said he came from the ghetto. And they use harsh words to describe where he lives. And it's just like, why aren't we focusing on him doing well? And I find that a lot of people don't like seeing black the black community doing successful. Mm. And I've seen it time and time again. And for example, my mom, she is a nurse. And she's always kept quiet about any of her successes because she's afraid that they'll get angry at her, they're going to feel some type of way. And, you know, a lot of people don't like seeing black people do well. I mean, I, like, um, in my family, there I have a lot of people in the medical field. Um, for example, my god sister, she is a cardiologist. Wow. She, mm-hmm. She's worked very hard to get where she is. And she had a patient who denied her care hmm. and say and said, I do not want you. Wow. Imagine working so hard to get where you are, having God's guidance. And you because I call it a gift of God. I mm-hmm. mean, we, we don't do this alone. Yeah. We don't, you know, get to good places alone. This is, you know, God guiding us. You, know, you understand? This is not just you studying, working hard, and getting a great job. This is God's guidance, and He's putting you there because He feels you. That is the place that you need to be. And to work so hard and have a patient tell you, "I don't want you because you're black," and then the person was shocked that she was a doctor. She says, "I'm a doctor." She says, "No, there's no way." She, the patient, thought that she was, you know. The nurse's aide cleaning around the area. And it's so heartbreaking to, you know, have to go through that. And I know I will have to go through it when I get older because I haven't had a serious, um, you know, serious um, issues like that. But I know that I will have to go through it. I know that when I go to a store, I need to be careful, make sure I bring my, I have a bag, a plastic bag, no matter what it is, even if it's just a piece of gum. Or it's from a plastic bag and your receipt because people will follow you and they'll think that you're stealing because of your skin tone. Because they categorize categorize black people as criminals. So wherever we go, we walk around with that label. They like to put us in labels. And you know, we're we're children of God and I can't understand why you know christians and people who claim that they're a child of god and have so much hate in their hearts with other people we are your family we're a family yeah like you said we are one and i feel like a lot of people not getting it they're not understanding it and i feel like you know christians should never be surprised to find out that the world and that the church is needed of repentance and reform Mm -hmm. and right now the black lives matter movement is pushing for repentance and reform Mm -hmm. 
That's so He's good. pushing for action. You know, God's rest- restoration is needed every day in every way. And right now, we're pushing for it. We're pushing for it. And, you know, I feel the church is not being supportive as it needs to. Um, there definitely needs to be change. I mean, like I said, you know, we need repentance and reform. And this movement is so important mm-hmm. because it's dealing with, it's a social movement and it's a spiritual movement that puts the spotlight on the truths that I feel like the church and that everyone has forgotten. Some people don't even see what's happening because it doesn't affect them. Yeah. And I feel like that needs to be taught. Um, it needs to be educated. And I feel like a lot of people who may be listening right now wants to be educated. And that's great that you're here. And, you know, it's all about that healing and dedication. It's really a movement that needs repentance and reform. I'm glad I brought that up. It's all about repentance and reform. Yeah. And, you know, the world and the church is needed for that. People need it. Mm. You know? And, um, you know, Martin Luther King was determined to see that Christians are dedicated to the cause of Christ and are dedicated to communism or the Black Lives Matter movement. You know, it's a justice movement. It's a spiritual movement. It is a repentance and reform movement. It's it's all of that yeah. together. You know, it's not just about, you know, justice. It's about it's so much more. It's so much more than just Black Lives Matter. It's about love. It's about that healing. It's about no more labels, no more negative labels when it comes to Black people. And... It's all about that healing, and um, I really hope something comes to change. And the scripture I mentioned when we were last week, when we were talking, and it's Proverbs seventeen twenty two, where it says, "A cheerful heart is a good medicine, but a crushed spirit dries up bones." Hmm. A cheerful heart is a good medicine, which means when you're healed, you have a good heart. You can heal others. You understand? That's why it says it's a good medicine. But a crushed spirit dries up the bones. Wow. You know what I mean? When you are hurt, you spread that down. Yeah. Hurt people hurt people. Exactly. Yeah. And that's also why racism is taught. The anger, the hurt, and it gets pushed down. And that's why it's still happening. So that's why I feel like that scripture is so good with what's happening right now because it says a cheerful heart is good medicine. Heal people can heal people. You know what I mean? And, you know, it's so much progress. I've seen a video of this woman. I mentioned this before also. I saw this black woman. She just took her hands out and prayed for a police officer that was, you know, regulating, I guess, the protest. And he just let her let her pray for him. And you know, it's all about that healing and understanding because there are good cops. Not all cops are bad. Yeah. It's just the ones that are bad and are doing the bad things are not being, we're not getting justice. Mm-hmm. Trayvon Martin. I forgot the guy who killed him, but he's still out there. In fact, he sold the gun that he used on Trayvon Martin. 
for about $25,000. And that had me so upset because, you know, when a bad person does something, if a bad person shoots someone, okay, he's in jail. Done. But when it's a situation where a black person is killed by a policeman, or if a man is jogging and a white person feels threatened and he feels the need to shoot him, where is the justice? Yeah. Is people not are people not seeing what's happening? And I feel a lot of people's eyes need to be open. I think this is the time. This is a time where people need to open their eyes and see that, you know, we're hurting and we need healing and you know I just want everyone to pray and just understand what's happening because it's been happening for so long and we're so tired the black community is so tired we are so tired of the issues that we have to carry and you know black children have to learn not to do this not to do that and we have to mature so quickly as to when other kids, they can just grow up and they don't have to worry about, you know, if they get pulled over, can I die in this moment? It's just, that should never be the case. That should never happen. Right. And there needs to be a change. Yes. So, yeah. That's what I have to say about that. <laughs> Layla, can can you just share um about you know, um, how it was for you growing up. I know, you know, and, and this is if you're comfortable, of course, but I know last mm-hmm. week we were talking about it and, um, you know, um, you were just sharing about some of the experiences that you had to endure as a, as a young black little girl, a, a young black woman even now, because, you know, you're approaching your senior year. I mean, that's such a, a huge, um, a turning point in your life and I'm so proud of you for that but you know how how did it feel kind of growing up um just so that if you know those who are listening so that so that they can understand um you know if they if they um you know had had an experience uh those things as well but um I don't know if you want to share that if you're comfortable no, I'm, I'm fine with sharing that okay. I feel like sharing can help other people see what has happened to not just me, but all, all the whole entire black community. For example, yeah. for me, um, as a woman, we already have struggles. I think all women can relate to that. Women struggle because, you know, since in the beginning, white men were viewed as superior. Women didn't have rights, right? Women had to fight for their rights. And we're still fighting for our rights. Like women are still fighting for rights, mm-hmm. and it's like never ending. And for black women, when women were fighting for their rights to vote, black women were left out. Again, it's the view of black women being less appreciated compared to others. Now, me growing up, I grew up learning to hate myself. What I mean by that is. You know, everyone views, um, for example, from my view as a black woman, everyone viewed, you know, the lighter, the better. The more white features you have, the prettier you are. 
Wow. For example, I walked in a West Indian store, which is mainly a Caribbean store where we buy, you know, fresh fruits. I would come in and there would be a whole aisle full of lightening creams to lighten your skin tone. And on the box it would be, oh, get a prettier look. And, you know, we're taught that if you look less than what you were born as, you're better in the view of others. And I've learned to love myself through God because I know that God created me the way he saw fit. Yeah. And I have to learn this is what I have to love because this is me. He's, God said, this is enough. Mm-hmm. So I have to learn that I am enough. And it took a lot, and I'm still learning that I am enough. Yeah. You know, I had someone tell me, oh, your nose is huge and then negative response and you know i was like oh okay but you know when i turned away i had to hold in my tears because this is not the first time i had someone tell me that my nose is ugly right and my nose is well big noses are viewed as ugly unattractive any african-based features are viewed as ugly dark skin is viewed as ugly big noses are viewed as ugly Big lips were viewed as ugly. I remember growing up in elementary school and my friend had big lips and they would call her, oh, fish lips. But now all of a sudden it's a trend and now everyone wants big lips. Wow. Talk about it. Yep. Yeah. And, you know, people come for people's body shapes. Um, Hmm. You can't be too skinny. You can't be too big. You need to have this size you need to be you need to have this waist you need to have these thighs you need to have this you need to have this you need to have this and you know for women it's always about who can you satisfy who can you look good for and i've learned that i look good myself i look good the way i look good i i'm going to dress how i like to dress And as, you know, as a black woman, hair was also an issue. Hair was a huge issue. All over the news, you know, for this girl who wore braids, box braids. Box braids is part of our culture. It's called a protective style. A protective style is a way we can maintain our hair in a healthy way so that it doesn't break. Because my hair can easily break, for example. I have what you call... 4C curls. My curls are very tight mm-hmm. and they're very small. So people use protective styles to protect their hair and maintain the healthy hair. So she uses box braids and she walks into class and they literally expelled her because of her hair. Wow. Meanwhile, other people can walk around with their own hairstyles. But when a black girl wears her own hairstyle, it's viewed as that's inappropriate. That's going against the dress code. If uh, For another example, this little girl, she was in elementary school. She wore her natural hair, her natural curls. She wore two puffs. Like, that's my two-girl hairstyle. I always wear two puffs. It's so cute. And I know. That's my two-girl <laughs> style. Like, that's all. I, I just like to put it into two puffs. And the little girl, they told her that's not appropriate. So not only can we not wear a protective style, but we also can't wear natural hair. It's almost as if we've been for so long trying to satisfy everyone else. Mm. We've been 
taught that, you know, your nose is ugly. We've been taught that your hair is nappy. I don't even like to say the word nappy because it's been used in a disrespectful manner. It's been, that word has been used to put us down to describe our hair. Yeah. You know, our hair is powerful. Yeah. In slavery, they used braids to as a map to escape slavery. They've been using that as a map for the Underground Railroad. Hmm. People have put rice in braids so that when they were escaping, that they still had some food to eat. Hmm. Our hair is powerful, and we've been taught that it's ugly. People, You know how many times I straightened my hair because I thought that, you know, my curls are not good enough? And I'm still tempted to straighten my hair. Every time I just, you know, take a shower and wash my hair, I'm like, hmm, I should straighten it, right? Mm. And like, nope, because it's going to get damaged. We've been taught that we have to straighten it. We've been taught that we have to bleach our skin. We've been taught that we have to get nose jobs and do everything to satisfy others. As a black woman, we've been targeted as ugly, unwanted, angry, mad, ghetto. When we speak up, it's too much. We're being loud. We're being angry. And that's why a lot of us are afraid to speak on the Black Lives Matter movement because when we speak on an issue that is happening to us, it's almost as if we don't you we don't want to be heard. A lot of people say, yes, we hear you. Yes, you hear us, but do you feel us? Hmm. Do you understand us? Are you trying to see what we are going through? And I feel like these are the questions that a lot of you guys should be asking yourself. A lot of people say, yes, I understand what you're going through. I hear you. It's like, but do you really hear me? Do you understand Because I feel like when we advocate for these issues and we're saying, this is what's happening to us, you know, people are being killed. We're being killed for doing absolutely nothing. You know, um, know, people are begging for their lives. I can't breathe. Said by not just one black man, but many. And no sympathy has been shown. No justice has been said. So when we only and we up as to we're uncomfortable down on these and then we're like Layla, I think your phone is breaking up a little bit. Are you covering the microphone? Okay, here we go. Oh, there you go. Yeah, I can hear you now. So yeah. So um on a lot of these issues it's just like, you know, when we speak up it's we're being too much, but then when we're too quiet it's like, oh, she's being shy, she's being quiet. And when a black woman is educated, oh, she's trying to be white, she's speaking white. I actually had someone tell me, why am I speaking white? Wow. And I said, what? Why are you speaking white? And I'm like, I was so confused. And it, and I didn't understand. But I understand it now is because the views that people have put us on, they think that, we're not educated. And when we are educated, it's like, oh, she's trying to be someone else. She's trying to be white. She's trying to be this. She's trying to be that. But if a black woman is uneducated, she's viewed as ghetto. So, you know, it's, it feels like no matter what we do, we are always viewed neg- negatively. There's always been a negative cloak on top of us. And, you know, I just hope something changes because... You know, I want people, and not just black people should not be the only ones advocating on this issue. We need everyone. 
Mm-hmm. Don't just think it's just us because this is a family. We need this is a group. This is an effort. We can't just have us speaking on it. We need everyone speaking on it. Yeah. We we need everyone saying this is wrong. We need change. We need reform. You know, it, it's a restorative action is needed, and healing is needed. So, you know, growing up, it's been really rough, and it still is rough, you know, growing up not not being viewed as attractive. A lot of black women has felt like, oh, I'm attracted to this guy, but I'm afraid that he doesn't like black women. And I had to go through that. Oh, I like this person, but I don't think he likes black people. Why should that be a question? Why should you be questioning if a person likes another skin tone or prefers another skin tone? You know what I mean? I mean, it's a person. We're family. Yeah. Why is it that we're always separated? Yeah. Always separated, no matter what. And this is why it's a group, and this is why I'm glad the movement is a group, because we merge. We are a family. We are one. Like you said, Kayla, we are one. We are a family. This is a group effort. So, mm-hmm. you know, the separation needs to stop. The negativity needs to stop. And, I mean, it's so corrupted the, the way we've been treated. I mean, after slavery was over, they said, oh, since we can't have slavery, we're going to have to drink crow laws and we're going to put black people in jail. So jail is the new slavery. I don't think anybody realizes that, but that's what it is. They said since we abolished slavery and slavery was no longer illegal, they started arresting black men because they know it's basically the same thing. They're just caged. So they've been oppressing us for so long. The hatred has been there for so long, and it's not just here in America. This is worldwide. It's not just here. So this is a healing that needs to go everywhere. And that's why we need to fight so hard. And that's why we need so many people listening, understanding. And that's why people who are listening to this podcast right now, it's so important that you do listen and get understanding because you are the change. We are the change. Yeah. We are the ones who are going to fight for change, you know, fight for repentance, fight for reform, fight for action because it needs to be done. And, you know, we work together. This is not just about community fighting. We need everyone fighting. Mm. Everyone matters. But we matter right now because we are viewed as if we don't matter. We treat it as if we don't matter. Yeah. And that is a priority right now. Right. So, yeah, that's my opinion. That's what I've gone through. That's a little bit of the inside of, you know, my view of things and what I've gone through. You know, black lives over the years are shown as viewed as much less important. We've been hated on for so long, and I still see the hate. I see how the police are treating these protests. I mean, it could be so peaceful. Mm-hmm. You know, they're just throwing tear gas and all these weapons, and it's like, when is it going to end? And that's why we need to continue fighting for justice. We need to continue fighting peacefully. Hopefully peacefully. Sometimes it doesn't even go peacefully because of the way the police are cheating. And then things go out of proportion. And 
I feel like something is going to happen and the injustice and oppression needs to be changed and needs to be changed. There has to be change. And, you know, it's cries for liberation. It's cries for help. We are hurt, and that's why we need everyone to be involved and help out because it's just so needed. And some people need to be educated. Yeah. Some people don't know what's happening. Some people don't understand. And, you know, the resources are there. It's mm-hmm. everywhere. You can sign up for petitions. There's so many things you can do. So, I mean, it all starts right now when you're listening to this podcast. It all starts now. Yeah. And from here, you just keep getting involved. This is the first step. Yeah. You know, it's not over. Just because you listen to one podcast, this is just the first step. There's so much more you can do. Yeah. This is just stop there, you know? So, yeah. That's right. That's so good. Um, I think when you were talking, a verse came to mind and um I I forget where it's from, but but it says that the the Lord does not look at the outward appearance, but he looks at the heart. Um Yeah, that's good. And let me see, I'm actually gonna find it right now. It's um first Samuel chapter sixteen, verse seven, and it says, But the Lord said to Samuel do not look at his appearance or height. And then it says, The Lord does not see as man does. For the man for man sees the outward appearance, but the Lord sees the heart. And I think that that's that yeah. It when I read that, I was like, This is so timely right now. And you know, we that that's what God's word is, you know. It's it's a it's a time it's breathing, it's active, it's like a double edged sword, and we need to use it. We need to use the sword, the weapons that God has given us because it's a spiritual battle and we need to fight well. We need to fight right. We need to fight godly. And, um, you know, justice, justice is not only it's ultimately in God's hands. Vengeance is mine, said the Lord. You know, he he said that that I will I will give you a double portion for what the for what the locusts and the the moths have eaten up. So God, he's he's going to give he's going to give you beauty for ashes. You know, he's he's going to give you a garment of praise instead of instead of mourning and instead of grief. And I feel like, you know, for so long, you know, um the black community and and so many other people have just been grieving and they've just been mourning and you know, just dealing with trauma and um you know, it's, it's very um, painful. And, you know, um, I think that right now we just we need to look past just the physical, we need to look past the physical and we need to look at the heart because the truth is, is that, you know, you matter, you know, you're not the the word matter is is basically like, you know, it, it has different definitions. And when I think of the word matter, you know, my brain goes to science you know, because matter is like, you know, fire and water, whatever. It's like, it means that it has substance and it consists of something. But, you know, when, when, when I say you matter, it doesn't stop there. You're not just a thing on this earth, you know, matter, you, you have value, you have a story, you're behind your name is a story, you know, behind your name is, is a cross and, and a savior that died for you. And I think that that's what, 
that's what we need to get is that, you know, you're not, you know, you're not just existing on this world, but God wants you to, to tap into the purpose and the calling that he has on your life, you know, because you have value and you are fearfully and wonderfully made no matter what, you know, no matter what skin tone that, that you have, or no matter what type of hair you have, no matter what culture you're from, you know, you have you have value you you are worthy and you know you are you are so loved by God you know I think that when we say you are loved we're missing two other words I think that we we need to start saying you are loved by God because when we find our worth in Jesus Christ no man can take that away from us you know no no person on this earth can take that away from us and I think that you know um for so long, you know, pride has has really just um captured the hearts of man. I think that, you know, that that's that's what's known as like the the first sin or whatever because that's what got Satan kicked out of heaven and you know, if we really look at it, pride is is deep down in our hearts. It's rooted. You know, we we want to have the control. We want to have the authority over other people. And if you look at slavery and the Jim Crow laws and you know, um, just the past that we have in our world, you know, we've always wanted to have power over others. And, you know, it's, it's the devastating truth. And, um, you know, I think that during this time, like you said, Layla, you said, it's not just, you know, listening to this podcast, you know, this is only step one of many. And so, um, so I just wanted to ask you, you know, what what steps can we take in this time? Um, you know, for those of us who are who are not black, for those of us who are, you know, just kind of outsiders looking in, um, you know, those who are trying to put ourselves in, in other shoes right now, what what steps can we take to um, you know, to make an impact, to make you feel seen and not just seen but but to but to help right now um to listen to one another right now so so what can what can we do that's the one question and then my next question is what are the next steps you know after you know the people who are listening are listening to this and then also what is something that you would like to say to your brothers and sisters who are black and who are just feeling so overwhelmed and so hopeless right now um so yeah um so for to start with what can everyone do um what can you do after listening to this podcast because again like i said it doesn't stop there there's so many things you could do. I mean, it's limitless. I mean, for one, you could just listen. Mm-hmm. Listening to the people who are affected by this. Listen to have a conversation. I mean, talk to your family about the issue. Talking and understanding and educating yourself is just a simple step that you could do. Listening to your black friends or watching a YouTube video of a black person just describing how they are feeling during this time and really getting an understanding of how do we feel with everything going on. I mean, honestly, it's mentally draining. It's so draining. It's like I'll get on social media and I'm like, oh, my gosh. Like, it's so draining. It's tiring. Mm -hmm. And it's hurt. It's a lot of hurt that 
we feel when we see one of our people dead and no justice served. Nothing is being done for that loss. And um, for one, you could just listen and understand what's happening. You can also donate. Donate to funding, you know, that help help drives, you know, yes. for example, the support of Floyd's family and so many others. And right now what you could do is just funding and supporting black people to help fight against what's happening, fight against racism, supporting black companies. I mean, just funding, doing something to help lift up our community really helps. You can also show up to protest. I mean, I was trying to go last week. I had a protest in my town and I couldn't attend because I had work. But I mean, showing up to protest and, you know, understanding, just showing up to one, I feel like, or being safe or even going on Zoom or an Instagram live and seeing a protest helps, mm-hmm. you know, let a voice be heard because we need so many voices. Yeah. You know, if we just have one person shouting, there's no impact. But when there's so many of us, when there's diversity, when we have so many people, that's when people will start to listen. You know, and um, signing petitions. Mm-hmm. You can sign petitions for um, George Floyd. You can sign a petition for Breonna Taylor, Ahmed Arbery, Belly. There's so many people you can sign for, and black people who've been killed in the past months, not even a year, months. Um, there's so many links. You could just look up just some, and there's so many resources online that you could just find just typing in a couple words. Mm-hmm. And also, if you can vote, please vote. <laughs> it's so important. I don't even get me started on, you know, understanding the importance of voting. Voting is so important. You know, voices need to be heard. Your voice is so important. I don't think people understand, well... Um, I'm not black, so I don't think my voice is really important. No. It's so important. Every voice needs to be heard. We need your voice. We need everyone's voice to help take action. So voting is helpful. Going to protests is helpful. Um, also showing love and support through social media is also helpful. Or just showing support through your friends and family. Yeah. That is helpful. Just showing and saying someone saying, you know what, I know what's happening and I'm there for you in case if you ever need to talk, vent. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's so helpful. I mean, just for me to have someone say, you know what, I'm here to talk about what's happening whenever you're ready. I mean, a weight is just lifted off because it's so much that we've been dealing with. Mm-hmm. And... You know, having someone understand and try to listen is so helpful. Um, so those are just some of the ways you can you can educate others as well. I mean, there's so many things you could do, but, you know, educating, understanding, advocating, those are like the three things that I would say. Advocating, understanding, and listening. Those are just the basic things you can do yeah. during this time advocating, listening, and understanding. Understanding what we've been going through, understanding how the black community feels, how your fellow friends feel, 
um, advocating, advocating for the situation, whether it's a protest or posting something on social media, um, donating, whatever it is. Those are just some simple steps. So that's for what you can do after this podcast, after listening, because you really took the first step by listening here. Um, and then you said, um, talking about advice for people of color and the black community. Um, I can't remember what you said, but it was, um, I don't remember what you asked. (laughs) Um, I think, I think you actually covered it. Just kind of asking, like, what would you say to, to your brothers and sisters who are just kind of really... Um, you know, struggling right now. Um, yeah. Just anything um, that, that you want to share. Yeah. So, I mean, for me, I have a bunch of my friends who are back and I have a lot. I happen to have a lot of black friends. Thank God. You know, I can relate to them. Mm-hmm. You can relate to someone who's going through the same issues. You know, when you go through a same pain as someone, you bond over that. You talk about it and you heal over that. Yeah. Because when I see someone in the same pain that I feel, we connect and we heal. And I feel like as a black person, you can reach out to your fellow black friends, say, how are you feeling? Talking about the issue, because I promise you, talking about the issue can really help ease off what is happening, what is on the news, whatever is on social media, just talking about the issue, having understanding, um, it's overwhelming. I mean, it's mentally drained me, and I see a lot of black people just have, just mentally just drained. Mm-hmm. And I, for me, I could tell you, don't be afraid to take a break. Don't be afraid to say, okay, right now I need to step back and reflect. Do not be afraid to reflect and give yourself time to breathe and digest. Yeah. Whether that's getting off of social media, whether that's just you talking to God, whatever it is you need to do, do it. But, you know, don't be afraid to to say, you know what, I need some time. Mm. Because everyone needs some time after hearing, seeing what's happening, which has been happening for so long. We're so tired and it becomes draining. So don't be afraid to take that break and say, you know what? I need time to reflect. I need time to just step back. Mm. Because I've been doing that for the past week. I feel so much better. I had time to just get my mind off of it. And it's not because I want to forget it. Right. But it's because it's overwhelming. Yeah, that's so good. And something that just came to mind is that you can't fill an empty cup with an empty cup. And I think that during this time that if, you know, anyone, if if you're feeling distressed and just so overwhelmed right now, you know, take a break and just get in God's presence right now and, you know, get in that place of just peace and, you know, being still, um, you know, by you stepping away, that that doesn't mean that things aren't getting done. In fact, you're doing more when you're resting. And that's why God said that we needed a Sabbath. You know, we, we need the Sabbath because 
It's when we can listen and hear from him. It's when we can get what God says instead of get what the people are saying about this, instead of what the Democrats or, you know, the Republicans are saying about this. We need to hear what God says about this time, about, you know, we we need to hear what God is saying about his people, about, you know, those who are hurting. And, um, you know, start by opening up scripture go through scripture go through you know the word you know you can journal you can pray um you you know you can meditate on scripture you can just you know take a self-care day go out with some friends you know take take a break (laughs) oh yeah i'm sure it felt so good and i just i just went outside and just did some homework and i just felt so relieved and just just you know take a step back it's all about just and, you know, like, don't be afraid to just drop everything and just settle your mind. Because right. when you try to pile all that up, nothing is getting done. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You feel like you're trying to get something done. Like, don't be afraid to take a break because, you yeah. know, it's more effective when you are ready. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. And and you know when you're striving, like we know ourselves better than anyone else does. I mean, we know when we need to take a break and when we don't listen to our bodies, when we don't listen to, you know, our our needs, you know, we're we're not fully taking care of ourselves. And I think, you know, God wants us to make sure that we're okay before we can go out and, you know, reach others. Um you know, we, we have to be filled with him first before we can pour out to others. And, um, you know, it's, it's just so key, but, um, yeah, I I just felt like God really wanted us to touch on that because I know so many people are just so drained right now. Um, but yeah, Layla, is there anything else that you kind of want to say before we close? Um, I just want to say, Ooh, that's a good question. Um, I feel that now whoever is listening on the podcast, all of you guys that are listening on the podcast, this is your first step. You've already started. You've started just by listening, Mm -hmm. getting educated, and just continue. Continue to understand. This is just the beginning. Yeah. This is just the beginning of fighting for justice this is not just you know like i said this is not just a black life matter this is a spiritual matter mm-hmm. this is a spiritual movement this is a heart movement this is a healing movement we are fighting for healing for change yeah. and it starts with you whoever it is wherever you are it starts with you mm-hmm. and you've already started and i hope that you continue yeah. No matter how long it takes, no matter how many breaks you need to take, no matter how slow you need to take, you are doing God's work mm. and continue to do that. And that's all I have to say. That's so good, Layla. Yeah. Thank you so much. Mm-hmm. And and um and I think that like um I forgot what I was going to say. Oh, my gosh. Um, oh, yeah. Um you know, that that's what it's all about, right? You know, just knowing yeah. that that we have found our worth and our value in Christ because he is ultimately the one who paid it all for us. And, you know, if you're listening to this and, 
you know, you may be saying, well, I, I just feel so hopeless right now. Um, you, you may be able to relate to Layla and feeling like, you know, you don't have any worth, any value, whether you're a female or, you know, or I don't know, whatever, um, whatever place you find yourself in today, um, you know, if, if you may be feeling that way, um, you know, I just want you to know that it's, it's not that hard, um, turning to, um, someone that has been waiting for you and pursuing you and loving you, and that person is Jesus, you know, it's, it's not just in something, it's, it's not, you can't find it in, in a drug, you can't find it in a relationship, you know, with any person, but it's, it's with God, and, um, you know, if you find yourself in that place today, um, I just want you to know that, you know, he's waiting for you, and that he loves you, and that he wants you to know that you matter to him, in Psalms chapter 139, it says that, you know, we, we can't even count God's thoughts that he has towards us because they're more than the grains of the sand on the, the beaches, you know? Like, I mean, just think about that. Like, you can't even count. Like, if you go to a beach right now and you try to count the sand particles, like, you would look crazy because, you know, it's just, it's, you can't even count it. And that's how much he thinks about you, how much that he's, madly in love with you and you know if you don't know Jesus if you don't have a relationship with him you know this isn't about a religion this isn't just a podcast about you know Christianity or you know things like that this is a podcast about God and his people it's in the name the Messiah's sons and daughters that we belong to God so we find our worth in him and you know you can't know how much you how much how loved you are excuse me until you know who loves you you can't you can't know who you are until you know whose you are pretty much so you know if you're sitting here and you're saying well that's me right now you know it's it's so easy in Romans chapter 10 verse 9 you know it says that if you declare in your heart and you can you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and you believe in your heart that he was raised from the dead for you then you will be saved. So all you literally have to do is just say, Jesus is Lord. Literally three words. And it says that all who call upon the name of the Lord are saved. And so, you know, every time you scroll down Instagram or you flip on the news or you, you know, if you live in the neighborhood where protests are happening, you know, and and you just feel this, this burning in your heart and you don't know what to do it's it's just one word and he's there he's just one word away and that's jesus he's closer than your next breath and all you have to do is call upon the name of jesus and he will save you and you know that's what it's all about guys we can't do this on our own we can't fight this battle on our own we were never meant to and you know so many people right now are saying well where is god in this you know, he's he's not doing anything about these officers. He's not doing anything about our brokenness and our pain. You know, I, I want you to know that that he is. And not only is he currently doing something, but he did something thousands of years ago before you were even born. You know, he he sent his son Jesus 
to come to be to to be you know abused to to be um you know experiencing the things that that you and I and you know may, maybe not us but so many other people have experienced you know Jesus was betrayed he was rejected he was made fun of he was you know backstabbed and you know he he was um I think the word is uh I don't I don't know what it's called I think it's like um flogged something like that I think I think that's how you say it um forgive me if I'm wrong but it's when you're you're literally beaten to the point where the 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 flesh off of your back literally falls off and if you think about that you know that that's how you know it was when there was slavery you know that that's what you know our brothers and sisters had to experience but before they experienced it Jesus already went through it because he wanted us to know this is so good do not miss this he wanted us to know that you're not the only one and I think that you know when we finally can just you know come to the realization that we're not the only one it brings healing it brings so much healing because you know you're you're not the only one that is experiencing the suffering you know jesus can say me too because he went through it Uh and now he's gonna go through it with you and so you're not alone um i just really think that so many people need to hear that right now because um you know you may be feeling just so alone right now and um you know he's right there with you he's right there with you holding up the signs he's right there with you walking beside you protesting you know um and you know i do want to say this that um you know we can't we can't combat hatred with hatred we can't combat darkness with darkness you know only only light can do that as um dr martin luther king jr said um but i do want to say that that jesus is in this fight with you and you know um we just got to really get what he has to say about it but um but yeah um that's just um kind of what i i just really felt like you know right i need to be heard yeah yeah mm-hmm. yeah so um layla thank you so much for um you know thank being you. Oh no, thank you so much, girl. It's such a such a blessing to always um just sit and listen. Um because I just feel like um, you know, my perspective just changes even more. And um, you know, I just really want you to know and anyone who's listening to this right now, um, if you're truly suffering, you know, um, that I, I truly empathize with you. Um and I want you to know that um, you know, I am here for you and um and uh, like you said earlier, when when you tell someone I'm here for you, it's worth more than a thousand words. And, you know, we, we have to really be willing to reach out to others, you know, our our brothers and sisters, you know, whether they're black or, you know, Hispanic or, you know, whatever race, we, we always have to, to reach out because that's when you, you never know what someone is going through. Um, and so... Yeah, but it it was such an honor to have you on here today, and um, I love you Thank so you. It was much, an honor girl. To be here and be able to speak on this. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you so much, Layla. 
and um there will be um you know more uh resources to um take action and to um mm-hmm. you know take the steps towards bringing justice and racial healing um on our page at the messiah sons and daughters and um layla actually has some resources on her social media as well if you want to give them your um username yeah so um my username is layla amira l-a-y-l-a-m-e-e-r-a-h and on on my profile i have a um website just showing all the black community um, all the black um, businesses that you can support. And I will definitely have more information available on my page when you follow. On my stories, I'll be posting daily stuff that can really just educate you or get you more involved. So, yeah. Thank you so much, Layla. It You're was welcome. such a pleasure to have you again. And, um, yeah, thank you so much. Um, those of you who are listening, thank you for tuning in today. Yeah. And, um, you know, we're praying for you and, um, I want, we want you to know that you matter, not just to us, but to God. Um, and, um, and we, we truly stand for, um, you know, for all, um, all who are suffering right now. Um, you know, we stand for, um, the black lives that, that truly do matter. And so, um, that being said, thank you guys for tuning in today and take care. Thank you.